We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Tuesday Roto-Wire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, you can uh, please give John a follow, at Johnny McKech, so you can follow me, at Jakeski52. One quick reminder, uh, we really appreciate it if you happen to be listening on iTunes or Stitcher. If you take a couple minutes, uh, really 30 seconds, to just leave us a nice rating and review, or uh, send us any feedback, because any and all feedback is appreciated. We've officially reached a turning point in the DFS podcast here. We're now switching over to football, and John and I are going to get you ready today by discussing week one quarterbacks on FanDuel. Once we get into a regular non-holiday weekend schedule, Tuesday is going to be dedicated primarily to running backs, but because we didn't have the show yesterday, we're going to start with quarterbacks, and then Benny and James will get you going with running backs uh, tomorrow, and then the day after we'll, we'll do receivers and etc. with a recap here for you on Friday. If you are looking for DFS baseball content, I know that's still in full swing. Uh, I just want to recommend go ahead and go into 
rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod. We'll hook you up with a free 10-day trial to the website, no credit card, no strings attached. That'll get you access to all the things that John and I used to put together, our DFS baseball recommendations, things like our lineup optimizers, our value reports, batter versus pitcher matchup stats, and just our, our, our regular daily articles to get things going. But moving along here, John, We'll get things started by, I just want to ask, uh, you know, a general opening question here. What is your typical strategy when selecting a quarterback in DFS games? Uh, is, is there a big difference for you if you're going to do a cash game or a GPP? Or what are some of the things that you start to look at when trying to pick the quarterback position? Well, you know, quarterback is so vital. Um, so to, to sort of draw a comparison to, to baseball here, when you do a cash game uh, for, for NFL, you kind of want... Uh, one of the best or, you know, the higher price top tier quarterbacks, the same way you would, would pay up for a guy like Clayton Kershaw or Max Scherzer uh, in baseball. And then uh, when it comes to GPPs, you, you know, it's, it's a tournament. You want to uh, set yourself apart a little bit. So you, you look at guys, uh, you really got to break, break down the matchups. You, you know, uh, you see a defense that, that has some holes mm-hmm. in the secondary or some receivers that are starting to really uh, put it together. And, and, you know, you can kind of take advantage of that. And I think that this week's slate, uh, and looking at the salaries, there, there's a lot of kind of cheaper quarterbacks that uh, actually have a lot of upside. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to, to throwing some lineups together in GPPs and get it going. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. The GPPs are more your, your high-risk, high-reward options. So quarterbacks are a great place where you can save money. I mean, some of the biggest winners last year were, were uh, guys that maybe took Josh McCown during like his four-touchdown week. I think it was against Baltimore. Yep, that was like, painful. Th- those, yeah, I mean, tough to watch. But you got to be a little bit contrarian, and you got to pick the cheaper guys that have a big performance. And I like to do that in GPPs. That's what our final segment will be today gpp options in cash games just like any other sport you're going with a quarterback that has a high floor that is almost a lock to get you 200 yards and two touchdowns then we'll see what happens from there so in cash games we'll generally advise picking maybe a higher priced quarterback that has a much higher floor because almost like your pitcher on FanDuel, maybe not quite as as heavily dependent but your pitcher on FanDuel pretty much dictates how your evening's going to go exactly and i mean you can't you can't have a quarterback in your dfs lineup get less than 10 points because then you your days, you're just you're yeah, going to have a bad time if you if you <laughs> if you uh, French fry instead of pizza, you're, you're going to have a bad time. time. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, th- that's a general thing. Couple other tips. I do like to pair a quarterback up with a receiver. I think that's a pretty common strategy. Sure. Just, it's like uh, it's like a stack. Brown. Exactly. It's like a stack in baseball. Get all the points possible. You get your quarterback touchdown and your receiver touchdown and double up on the yardage there. So I like to do that. We'll kind of throw out some options maybe in that sense today. And I also really like to use Vegas, the the point spread and the over-under, just to get a good indicator of how many points a given team may or may not score. I mean, Vegas are pros. They do the it's, you're not going to go wrong uh, giving a general uh, using that to get started at the exactly. very least. All right, so let's check out over unders for uh, week one. The Raiders at Saints over under 51. Lions at Colts over under 50 and a half. Steelers at Redskins over under and even 50. And I just want to throw this in there because our highest priced quarterback. Aaron Rodgers comes from this matchup. It's the Packers at Jags. The over-under on that is 48. Now, I looked up all the quarterbacks in these top four matchups, and out of all the quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford at 7,400 is the cheapest out of all eights. Now, he's on the road in Indianapolis. Is he worth a look week one at all? Absolutely. I mean, Indianapolis is not particularly well-known for their defense. Uh, So this is is one where uh, Stafford's going to be throwing it a lot. Uh, picking up huge chunk plays, you know. I think the fact that that Calvin is gone now, uh, 
it kind of opens up opportunities more for for their newer receivers. You know, Tate's in his second year there, and mm-hmm. Marvin Jones, I think, was a really smart pickup uh, for them. So those are guys. As was Anquan Bolden? Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, looking at those guys, I think you know, kind of going back to what you were saying about pairing up your receivers uh, with your with their quarterback, I think you could definitely use a Lions stack here. And you know, like you mentioned, Stafford is is the cheapest of that bunch. That's that's going to be in a really high scoring kind of shootout of a game. So I really like. Mm-hmm. I'm really in on Stafford this week. For yeah, sure. I enjoy the matchup, and and I agree with you that I'm buying Stafford's capabilities. I don't think the loss of Kelvin Johnson is necessarily the end of the world, like right. a lot of people might think. And uh, I mean, just overall, he he's going to be a serviceable option here. I'm not sure I'm going to have a ton of shares week one because I do like some of the minimum priced options that we're going to get to towards the end of the show. But Stafford should definitely be a serviceable option that will allow you to upgrade at other positions here. But let's shift the focus over to cash games, John. I just want to do a quick disclaimer. Most FanDuel contests, especially, for example, the NFL Sunday Million, uh, they're not going to include the Thursday game. So that means both Cam Newton and Trevor Simeon are probably going to be out of not an option. Now, they might add some contests later on that finish that feature these type of players, but Cam Newton's typically going to be a cash game guy. He's the really the consensus number one quarterback in season long fantasy this year, and until he proves otherwise, he'll be right up there in the eighty five to nine thousand range with your Rodgers of the bunch here. But again, not an option for week one. So let's look at this first tier, John. We've got Aaron Rodgers at Jacksonville, nine thousand, Andrew Luck versus Detroit, eighty seven hundred, and Drew Brees versus Oakland, eighty seven hundred. Who do you think's your best bet if you're gonna pay up? Uh, I think I'm going to go with Breeze. I think just kind of the way that that team is constructed, um, they're just going to be throwing it a ton, kind of like what I said about Stafford. You know, they don't lean too, too heavily on the run game. They run it, they run it more, than, more than Detroit does, obviously, because they do have Ingram, who's pretty solid. But I think this is a game where they're going to try to attack Oakland's uh, secondary, uh, try to get some quick passes off to avoid, you know, Khalil Mack trying to just – Mm-hmm. Drew Brees for lunch, so yeah. I think Brees is going to be chucking it all over the place, and I think in, in this matchup, I, I'd probably prefer him. Uh, Luck is right there too. I'm a little bit conflicted about Rodgers. I mean, Jacksonville they got a young defense; it's a little bit untested or unproven, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, they got so many names. You know, they yep. got they just got a lot of, of talent, and we're just waiting to see when it's going to pay off. Exactly. And so, how do you how do you uh, feel about Rodgers versus a guy like Brees or Luck? See. Some of the only times in my history of playing DFS that I've broken 200 points in a single FanDuel lineup was with the Rodgers-Cobb combination or a Rodgers-Nelson combination. So I do have a soft spot, and I believe I truly believe that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league and that he's always in play until he starts to get to Clayton Kershaw-type prices. Week right. one is a little bit of a wild card. He is the most expensive quarterback on the board. He's going against the Jaguars' defense that is up and coming, and he's on the road, so that doesn't uh, necessarily help things unless this were a December game when he'd get Jacksonville weather instead of Green Bay True. weather. But uh, I, I do I don't mind him. I mean, uh, the Jaguars, one of their starting quarterbacks, former Packer Devon House. So Rodgers is pretty familiar with how to beat him. I, sure. I'm pretty confident in that. Rodgers has all his weapons back, but I'm anxious to see how much uh, the what I presume will be a renewed emphasis on the running game due to a more fit Eddie Lacy. I'm interested to see how that might affect his numbers if Lacy's getting 25 carries a game. And if Lacy's the player we all know he can be, uh, I think there's a good chance he gets that many carries, especially if the Packers find themselves with an early lead like they so often do. Correct. All right, but what about the middle tier here? Uh, you got Russell Wilson, 8,500 versus Miami. Ben Roethlisberger, 8,500 at Washington. Blake Bortles uh, going against Aaron Rodgers in that game. He's 8,400. Now, I look at that tier and I think, 
I don't know about Big Ben. He's missing a lot of his weapons. There's no Le'Veon Bell. There's no Martavis Bryant, of course. It's looking like maybe Eli Rogers might start yeah, in the yeah. slot over over the Wheaton-Coates uh, debate that we all had. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see Jesse James probably starting at tight end instead of Ladarius Green or, of course, the retired Heath Miller. Is there any way Roethlisberger can hit value given those circumstances? It's it's going to be really tough. Uh, and, you know, we're going to have a Josh Norman, Antonio Brown uh, battle. It's, I'm really looking forward to watching yes. that game. That's going to be uh, awesome. And but like you said, there's the, the cupboard is so bare. Like b- behind Brown, like being gone. So or outside of Brown. So it's just really tough to me mm-hmm. uh, to think that he's going to hit value, especially over a guy like Wilson or Bortles. You know, Wilson can can you know also do damage on the ground. Uh, so you got to like that element. And I don't think Miami's defense is all that scary to me. So I, I'd prefer Wilson out of that bunch, I would say. And Roethlisberger's a guy mm-hmm. I'm probably just going to – I think it'd be best to just wait a week and see how, how exactly. that, that offense kind of uh, gets into a rhythm. Yeah, personally, I believe I'm going to fade this tier because you're only $500 away from the top tier at this point. And if you, if you skip this tier, I'm probably going to even skip the second and third tier and go all the way down to some GPP options that I really like. But we'll just run through tier tier three relatively quickly here. Carson Palmer against the Patriots, 7,900. Kirk Cousins against the Steelers, 7,800. Derek Carr against the Saints, who I think could be decent play, 7,700. Andy Dalton against the Jets, 7,700. Matt Ryan against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 7,600. Mariota is 7,500 against Minnesota. James Winston is 7,500 against Atlanta. And then we have Tyrod Taylor at 7,200 at Baltimore. Anyone in particular tickle your fancy in this tier, John? I actually like Tyrod a little bit. Um, the the price is down to where is where you'd like it to be. You know, re- just north of of seven thousand. So he's got a matchup where Baltimore's defense is kind of old and slow, or young and not very good. I mean, this is a team that I obviously follow a lot, and I don't have particularly high, high expectations. So I think Tyrod's going to be able to take advantage of this matchup, even though it is on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to, you know, obviously. Uh, he can pick up pick up some yards on the ground. Uh, his receiving core is promising for the most part. So I, I think that he's going to be able to take advantage of of this matchup more so than some of these other guys. You know, like a, like a Kirk Cousins against Pitt Pittsburgh or or Cam or uh, Carson Palmer, sorry, uh, against New England. Yeah, I mean Carson Palmer. I feel like they're going to get ahead of New England in this game and be in control. It's a home That's game in true. Arizona, which means a lot of David Johnson action in this game. Uh, just a couple other names to comment there. I don't really like Andy Dalton against the Jets because yeah. AJ. Green will get Darrell Revis, and then you know they've got unproven options with Eifert out behind AJ Green. Is he going to mm-hmm. dump it off to Bernard? Is he going to find Tyler Boyd for a lot? That's possible. Out of the whole group, I think I like Jameis Winston the, the best going against the Falcons. A pretty, uh, a kind of a sketchy pass defense there for the past several seasons. Uh, of course, gets a gets a dome, so there's no wind or anything uh, coming into play there. And at 7,500, I think if you can get a Jameis Winston Mike Evans stack, they showed great uh, chemistry in the preseason, and I think you can carry that into week one because those are two players who I'm very high on this year, and I think those prices are going to be heavily on the rise as we head into the season here. Absolutely, yeah. Evan, Evans uh, look, has looked amazing all, mm-hmm. like all throughout the preseason, so I really think he's due for a huge year, and obviously with that, 
you know, you get the, the Winston profit from there. Exactly. So many second round picks, I, just because of where I've drafted, I've had to choose between Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, and uh, Elshon Jeffrey. And, you know, sometimes people like to mix up their shares and whatnot, but I've taken Mike Evans every single time. I think that's a clear cut choice in that tier. I think so too. And I think Watkins is kind of also in that tier, I, I find, uh, when I'm drafting, but I, I tend to go Evans as well. All oh, right, right on. So just snuck in a little bit of season long talk there for you here. But fantasy football fans, the wait is nearly over. Football is back, which means FanDuel is back. And this year, it's better than ever. It's not just the new season at FanDuel, it's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve everything they deserve. They believe that you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer to make you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have just $1, there are dollar games. 50-50 contests even, where the top half wins cash. Or you can settle a score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode. It's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams. Plus, new features ensure a fair and level playing field for all. Have all the fun that football has to offer. Have all the fantasy football has to offer. FanDuel, be sports rich. Well, John, let's move on to the GPP portion of our show today. And uh, we want to talk about uh, some tournament options that you could use to save yourself some money and potentially uh, go ahead and get ahead and use in a tournament. Of course, these options are going to carry more risk than the Rodgers and the Bortles and those types of players that we discussed earlier today. Uh, so we'll kind of get started here with those and, and see how that you can use these strategies to set yourself apart from the competition here. First and foremost, I got to bring up Dak Prescott. Of course, FanDuel Sunday Million salaries came out, and once you have an entry, just even if it's just one entry in a contest, you cannot go back and change the prices here. So, of course, since they launched their Week One contest, Tony Romo, Romo suffered a back injury and is going to be out for eight to ten weeks. That means Dak Prescott steps in against the Giants and he checks in at just $5,000. That is the minimum price for a quarterback. It's essentially the same price as any old backup here. How many shares of Dak are you going to have week one? I got to have at least one. I mean, I love this matchup. Uh, and I, I mean, you got to love that he's a minimum priced uh, quarterback. And, you know, a lot of people have kind of say, been saying, like, pump the brakes on, on Dak. He's you know, he's doing all this stuff in pre, it's preseason. He's not going against uh, the full effort or, or in some cases, like the first team defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I mean, I don't know how you can look much better than he, than he did. So, I mean, mm-hmm. at 5,000, why not just, you know, uh, take a flyer there? I know the Giants, uh, I think people would pick on their defense a little bit more, but they, you got to remember that they really opened up the checkbooks this offseason as far as uh, bolstering that defense. So, that should be an improved unit overall. It kind of gives me a little bit of a reason for pause. But I think overall, I mean, when, when you're just weighing out the fact that you can just totally get a loaded lineup when you have Prescott, you know, that mm-hmm. opens up so much salary room. Uh, I think you've got to at least uh, throw one together with, with uh, Prescott at your quarterback. Yeah, I think he's an excellent choice. Now, you're right. This Giants team, they made some they made some moves this offseason. You said they opened up the checkbook. They, get, they got some help to bolster that defense. They also took, like, using first-round pick on Eli Apple. Uh, they're, they're trying to get better in the secondary because last year – they allowed more passing yards per game than any other team in the league throughout the entire season. They averaged just under 300, the exact stat, 298.9 passing yards per game. That's pretty dreadful. Yeah. That's I mean, really bad, John. <laughs> everyone remembers that, that one Sunday when that uh, Giants-Saints game. There was just like a zillion points being scored. It's like, God, neither of these teams can 
like stop stop a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now the over-under on that game doesn't scream stack up this game because I think Vegas looks at the rookie quarterback and assumes that he'll have some struggles. Because I'm sure if you look at stats from rookie quarterbacks over the years making their first start in week one, the, it's not good. And I know a lot of season-long owners who like to stream defenses are going to just go ahead and put the Giants in because they're going uh, against the rookie quarterback. And I know teams are going to do this against Carson Wentz. I, I don't think they'd be I, – I mean – I've seen recommendations that say take the Browns against Carson Wentz week one. I don't know if I could adequately trust the Browns defense in any situation until they just they just got to show me something. Right. I mean, the, the draft picks haven't done it. but uh, So yeah, anyway. just got rid of Gilbert for, for yeah, like nothing. Exactly. The one and only disadvantage I can see about owning Dak Prescott, uh, it's not that his weapons won't be there because I think the weapons are going to be healthy. We've had Terrence Williams dealing with a hand injury and, and Des Bryant dealing with that concussion, but we're presuming they're both going to be ready for week one i've seen little to indicate otherwise the only disadvantage of using Dak prescott is ownership percentage whether it's a gpp or even a cash game because i think that ownership percentage is going to be through the roof when you have a starter with weapons like he does who shares a backfield with zeke elliott who's playing the worst passing defense in the league in 2015 at just five thousand dollars He's going to be owned all over the place. I'm terrible at predicting ownership percentages, but even in GPPs, I think you could see 15 to 20% ownership from Dak. That's a really good point, and you know, especially considering some of like the other uh, minimum-priced options, like a, like a Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, Dak is, is is the obvious choice among among that group. So I think that you really do uh, have to consider that you might run into a really high ownership percentage there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, that limits your profit potential in GPP because if 20% of the other owners have them, then you're not really getting ahead of anybody by using this bargain play. Although in the same line of logic, you could get yourself in trouble by not using somebody like Dak. If he goes off for two throwing, one rushing touchdown and maybe 300 yards, he's, his value multiplier is going to be off the charts and you'll really be paying the price by not using him. But just wanted to throw that out there, give all of our listeners the opportunity to evaluate and decide for that GPP quarterback because there are a lot of good options on the board week one. We'll touch on a few more. Real quick, want to reemphasize that Trevor Simeon not in the player pool for week one. That's the Thursday game. Right. You might be able to, if you dig deep, find some contests that include Thursday, but I really don't like having my contests stretched hate, out yeah, that I far, that. especially the way FanDuel has their lineup lock. You, you know, once the first game starts, the whole thing is locked, so you right. won't be able to make Sunday morning switches. Uh, just something to worry about or to at least make note of there if you're going to try to do something like that and use Simeon. But even if you were using Using Simeon. I know the Panthers defense doesn't have Josh Norman anymore, but I still think that's going to be quite a bit for the young quarterback to handle. Yeah, that's, a, that's still a stout unit, even, even without uh, Josh Norman. And you got to consider, you know, I, I've been the Big Ten beat writer for college football the last few years. Simeon uh, was one of the worst quarterbacks that I, that I followed. I mean, I'm amazed that he's starting for an NFL team and good for him. And, you know, obviously Kubiak is a great coach, so he's able to, you know, get him get him like set him up for success at least a little bit but I wouldn't I wouldn't go after Simeon if if he Mm -hmm. were on the board this week just because I think you know the Panthers are just tough and Simeon just doesn't have that that uh type of skill set that Mm -hmm. really makes him uh usable in fantasy yeah essentially the reason I think Simeon won this job is because Kubiak felt that he would be the least mistake prone of course being more mistake prone than or less mistake prone than Mark Sanchez isn't necessarily (laughs) a tough task to uh or a tough or really high bar to set at all by any means (laughs) 
Indians. But then, of course, you got rookie uh, Paxton Lynch on the board, who I think there's a decent chance if he's able to show something, he could eventually win this job. But for now, I mean, the replacement level of Peyton Manning's performance last year, or even Osweiler as well with Denver, is the bar is not very high there. So I think Simeon will do fine, but not someone you want to target in fantasy. Even the next, even if he stays at minimum price the next couple of weeks, I think your profit potential. You know, even if he's minimum price, if you only get a hundred yards and a touchdown out of your quarterback, that's not There's making some. any headway in DFS at all, and that's not going to even whatever that whatever freedom that allows you to do with the rest of your lineup, you're not really getting anywhere. Exactly, it's not going to be enough. Like just because you're saving the money there. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work out. You know, mm-hmm. like you could have a bunch of guys go off as a result of having that, but I still don't think it would be enough to where it was worth mm-hmm. having Simeon in your lineup. Yeah, I don't have the exact stats, but I think if you don't get 20 points from your quarterback in a GPP, your chances of winning have got to be much less than 50%. Exactly. All right. But a couple other guys, we did kind of allude to Carson Wentz. He's another minimum priced option because, of course, we all know by now that the Eagles shipped away start, presumed starter Sam Bradford over to the Vikings to help cope with the Teddy Bridgewater concerns there. Of course, he's going to miss the year. So instead of starting Chase Daniel, who's probably a little more experienced with the Doug Peterson offense, right. they're going to go right to Carson Wentz, the rookie. And of course, uh, FanDuel didn't expect this when setting their prices. So we've got Carson Wentz minimum price at $5,000. Now he is the home quarterback. So I think that helps a little bit as opposed to some of these other options. And he's playing against the Browns D that wasn't great against the past. They were the 11th worst, giving up 250.8 yards per game in 20. 15. I mean, Wentz is going to have significantly less ownership than a guy like Prescott. Does that appeal to you enough to consider it? It still doesn't. I mean, Wentz is a, Wentz is just a giant unknown to me. I mean, obviously Prescott is to an extent as well, but Wentz, you know, he's coming from an FCS program. That's just such a massive leap, in my opinion. You know, and he missed part of the preseason with that rib thing, so he probably doesn't have as many reps as you would have liked him to have coming into week one if he if we knew that he was going to be the starter. So, I'm worried about that. I mean, I know that the Browns are always a team to kind of target at least a little bit, but I think in this case, you know, like you said earlier about rookie quarterbacks making their debuts, I think this one will fall under the category of just a, a, a potentially rocky start for Wentz. Yeah, if anything with the Eagles, I mean, I don't really, I'm not too attracted to their pass catching options. Jordan Matthews underachieved last year, had some drop problems, and you've got Nelson Aguilar and Gordorial Green Beckham. Green Beckham hasn't nearly had time to get enough work in with Wentz and and even Aguilar just there's still a lot of question marks there if there's any DFS option on the Eagles I think you may want to consider Ryan Matthews at the running back position because Mm -hmm. you know going against that Browns defense a ton they've used a bunch of draft picks on defensive linemen but still young nobody's really broken out for them yet so I want to see something from that run defense because I think they're going to be one to target all year here Um, another option I want to throw out there he's just 7100 we skipped over him in the middle tier section there that's Brock Osweiler. I mean, he's had a pretty good preseason and he's gets the Bears at home. I'm not too impressed with anything that this Bears defense nope. has to offer. And Brock Osweiler's looked pretty decent in the preseason and he's got weapons like Lamar Miller and DeAndre Hopkins to work with. Do you see any strategy in which you might consider using an Osweiler Hopkins stack? I mean, uh, Looking at the price tag, it's around you know where Stafford is. I'd probably lean Stafford, but I really mm-hmm. do like this matchup for Osweiler. Uh, the Bears are pretty soft defensively in my opinion and uh mm-hmm. it's not looking like they're going to be taking a huge jump forward i mean osweiler here they're, they're going to be running the ball a good bit but he still you know should be in line to put up some numbers and i mean hopkins if you just throw the ball in his general vicinity he's probably coming down with it so mm-hmm. uh you definitely like that element to it so i think he's definitely worth some consideration i'm not sure how many shares of him i'm gonna have 
But I, I think he's, mm-hmm. you know, like you said about the, just the matchup here, uh, it is appealing enough uh, to at least warrant some consideration. Yep, and I know you mentioned earlier that you really like Tyrod Taylor against the Ravens. Taylor's 7,200, so I mean the $100 difference isn't a whole lot there. Right. Are you probably leaning towards Taylor if you're, if you're considering that? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I think that that matchup uh, tr- even trumps the, the Bears one. Mm-hmm. One player that I think we can both agree that it's probably best to fade is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, he's just 6,900, so very cheap. But he's on the road against Arizona, and unlike some of these other guys, Garoppolo hasn't looked good in the preseason right. at all. So, I mean, I know he's someone that people might want to think. I always advised against using him as a short-term quarterback, even in season long, because he opens the season against Arizona, who I think could have the best defense in the league this year. Yeah. You're in the same boat, though. Time to fade Garoppolo? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to look in his direction at all. I think Arizona's just too tough. I mean, they, they could have a Super Bowl run in them, and, and it's built on the strength of that defense for the most part, and they got a great offense too, obviously, but uh, yeah, in, in this case, I think it's just a recipe for a disaster for Garoppolo. I understand that, you know, the price tag makes him somewhat more appealing uh, than he normally would be, but I mean, road start against Arizona, that just, that you know, no way. Yep, staying away, all right. Now, John and I usually reserve a small segment of this show for a weather report, but it usually doesn't make too big of a difference weeks one through four. Uh, kind of once the season gets going, we'll start to uh, maybe consider some DFS running backs on teams that uh, that might go to a more run-heavy approach because of projected inclement weather. But for the first few weeks, we're, we're probably not going to bring too much attention to weather unless we think there's something uh, out of the ordinary that might affect DFS right. lineups, but we'll work that in. All right, but before we sign off, we do have one special offer for new FanDuel users. Still enough time to sign up here. Get a free six-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Remember to go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. If you are already a new FanDuel user, an existing one, so you won't be eligible for the promotion, but if you want to check out the Rotowire website, like I mentioned earlier, just go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash pod. We'll get you hooked up with a free 10 day trial. If you sign up right now, you can get through week one, get to use all of our DFS tools, read all of our articles, get up to date with everything that you need to know. Once again, I'm Jake Latarski. You can find me on Twitter at jakeski52. And I'm John McKechnie. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday with Benny and James.